right, the title of today's message is Power Source. Power Source. Let's begin with John 15. I'm going to start in the book of John, chapter 15. I'm going to read two verses, verses 4 through 5, depending on the type of Bible you have. Uh, the font will be in the color red because... That is to indicate that this is Jesus speaking. These are the words of Jesus speaking to people. So again, John 15, 4 through 5, this is the word of God. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. Oh man, we got to love that word, whoever. Whoever, wherever you come from, whatever your problems are, whatever your strengths or weaknesses are, whoever abides in me, amen. Everybody is qualified to abide in him. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Amen. Such good news. There is nobody so sinful. There is nobody so logical. There is nobody so anything that cannot bear the fruit of God. Hallelujah. If you abide in Him. And God says, but for apart from me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing. Now, again, I was intentionally trying to highlight that this is Jesus speaking to us. And in our scriptures today... Uh, to deepen our spiritual understanding, Jesus points to how a branch cannot bear fruit without the vine. This means that the branch is dependent on the vine. It's not just a little dependent, it is fully dependent. It's not just dependent, sometimes it's dependent all the time, without the vine, without constant connection to the vine, the branch can do nothing. Again, this is a metaphor for our lives. This is why we need God. This is why we need Jesus. God says, just like the branch needs the vine, you need me. And the reason you need me is because apart from me, you can do Nothing. You can do nothing. Now, I believe Jesus is very intentional with using that word nothing. By using the word nothing, Jesus is making a statement of totality. There are not some things that we can do without God. There are, there's not even a little bit of things that we can do without Him. The truth that comes from heaven to us today is this. We can do nothing without God. But this is also why the Bible says that with God, but with God, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. With God, with Him, all things are possible. If you believe it, somebody say amen. amen. If you believe it, put it in the chat with God. With God, all things are possible. With God, I can do all things. And the key word there, of course, is the word with. 
The word with here is so powerful, and we must focus on it. Jesus says, if you abide, abide in me, then you will be fruitful. To abide means to be with God. Like a branch connected to the vine, it means to be constantly connected with God. So, how can we, how can we be with God? What is a practical practice that we can pursue to be constantly connected with God? And the answer is dependency. Amen. Dependency is something we can practice every day to be constantly connected with God. See, as we said, the branch is fully dependent on the vine. And that is how it bears fruit with the vine. Amen. Not by itself, but with the vine. And in the same manner, if we actively stay dependent on God, then we will stay connected with God. And then through that connection of dependency, we can do all things with God. Amen. Amen. I want to say that this is one of the things, this is one of the keys that really changed my life. And not just when I got saved. I'm talking about after years of growing up in the church, being a Christian, serving God, being a pastor, even after all of these things, this was the key that changed my life. Learning how important depending on God is, especially with regards to my relationship with Him. Uh, you know, and I have found with myself and for many Christians that there are many reasons why we do not depend on God fully every day for everything as we should. For example, guilt. Guilt is one reason we don't fully depend on God for everything. For everything. Because we feel guilty depending on God. We feel, we feel lazy. We feel irresponsible. We feel like we're making excuses. It's like, oh, I'm just depending on God. Really? Are you just making excuses? Another reason could be self-righteousness. Self-righteousness. We think it's too easy. What? Dependency on God? You know, that's why some people may not even, they may have tuned out from this message. They're like, what? Depending on God? Come on. No, we need to pick up our cross. Those, that's real preaching. That's real. That's, that's real gospel, right? We need to pick up a cross and because, you know, depending on God, that's not, we feel like it's not the most honorable. It's not the most admirable. It's not the most righteous way to live. It's got to be harder. We got to try more. We got to suffer. We got to sacrifice more. We got to pick up our cross and follow him and this is all self-righteousness really another uh, reason why we don't live in complete dependency as we should is because a lot of times we have a wrong concept wrong understanding of what maturity is of what is spiritual maturity we feel like depending on God, well, you know, that's for new Christians. That's for young Christians. That's for baby Christians. But it's not for mature Christians. And I think this kind of thinking, it, it comes from our human way of thinking. If you look at the world, independence is highly valued. In society, independence is a sign of maturity and adulthood. And yes, in practical manners of life, I want to make this clear. I am not preaching for people to stay home with your parents until you're 50, <laughs> right? And having them take care of you and you're being dependent on your parents for the rest of your life. No, in practical matters of life, adulthood, maturity, independence is good. Hallelujah, right? You should move out, and get a job, take care of yourself. Independence is good. But we're not talking about practical matters of life. We're talking about spiritual life. 
It's not the same spiritually. Spiritually speaking, we live in an upside-down kingdom. Spiritually speaking, God's ways are not our ways. Spiritually speaking, what we call up, God calls down. What we call left, he calls right. What we call good, sometimes he'll call bad. What we call bad, he'll call good. What we call weak, he will call strong. What we call foolish, he will call wise. We live in an upside-down kingdom. Spiritually speaking, God's ways are not our ways. And so, spiritually speaking, dependency is maturity in the kingdom of God. In fact, the more dependent you are on God, that's the sign of maturity. That's what it is. Depending on, on God is maturity, it is wisdom, it is humility, it is worship, and it is faith. Somebody said faith. Put it in the chat. Depending on God is faith. Because the opposite of depending on God is independency from God, and that is pride. That is pride. And as the Bible says, God hates pride. This goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. What was it that really actually tempted God? I would like to submit that it was independence. It was independence that really tempted God. Satan said, if you eat this fruit, if you eat this fruit, you won't need God anymore. You'll be independent from God. Why? Because now you will be like God. You can replace God with yourself. You don't need to be dependent on Him. You can be independent. Independency from God is pride. This was the same issue with the Tower of Babel. God said that the Tower of Babel was actually about pride. That was the problem with the Tower of Babel. He said that if they build this tower, they will think that they can do anything. They will think they, can't, they don't need God. They will think that nothing is impossible for them, which is the opposite of the gospel. It is the opposite of what Jesus said. Jesus said, no, only with God is everything possible. Only with God, nothing is impossible. So, Here's what we need to learn today. If we're going to be successful in our spiritual walk, if we're going to walk in the fullness of God's will for our lives, if we're going to experience and live in the fullness of His love and His joy and His freedom, then we need to learn to be fully dependent. Hallelujah. We need to learn to be like that branch. We need to be a branch. That's why God says, this is why Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Not just a little dependent, but fully dependent. Not just sometimes, but all the time. Not just when we are new Christians, but even when we are older Christians, we must be like a branch. In all times, in all season, in every circumstance, in every situation, we must be dependent on God. The Word of God says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 9-10, through 10, it says this, For I am the least of the apostles. Again, this is Apostle Paul speaking, the great Apostle Paul. He says, I'm the least of the apostles. Apostle, apostles. Apostles. Sounds like a new Christian toy. <laughs> Get it, toys Rose. Apostles. Uh, I, I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Right? Paul used to be the kind of guy that got Christians thrown in prison and killed for their faith. So he's like, I do not deserve to be a Christian. I do not deserve to be loved by God at all, much less be an apostle. But, 
But verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Gosh, you got to feel the totality of that. He's talking about his entire life, not just his salvation. He's talking about, I am who I am, what I am by the grace of God. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder. Listen to that. I worked harder than everybody else, than all of the other apostles. I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Listen, interpret clearly what Apostle Paul is saying. He is saying here that by the grace of God, I am what I am. And by the grace of God, I did what I did. By the grace of God, I can do what I do. Here he is. He's saying, look, you think I'm the great Apostle Paul, right? I'm the great Apostle Paul who was mightily used by God, who did many miracles, who suffered persecution, who didn't deny Jesus, who had great faith. Well, let me tell you how I did it. It was all because I depended on God. It was all by His grace. It was all because of His grace. I couldn't have done it by myself. I couldn't depend on myself. I had to depend on God. I depended on on his grace and that's why I am who I am. I depend on his grace and that's why I lived the way I lived. I depend on his grace and that's how I lived holy and righteous because of his grace. Through depending on God, Paul was able to access the power of God for his life. Are you accessing the power of God that is available to you? The Holy Spirit wants you to know that he is living in you. There is a power of God that so many Christians are wasting. They are wasting. Well, I'm not one of those kind of spiritual type of people. No, you know, I'm more of this. Or, oh, you know, I'm not so holy. I don't have a lot of faith. I'm just still young. No, if you believe in Jesus, you are filled with the Holy Spirit because he filled you with the Holy Spirit because he wanted you to, he wanted to fill you with the Holy Spirit because he knew that you need the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gives us this power and Paul was able, he was able to access, unlock, and activate that power for his life. How? By depending on God. Amen. By depending on God, he, he accessed that strength. He accessed all the encouragement that he needed. He accessed all the love, all the grace. See, Paul wasn't perfect. He himself said, I am not perfect. I fall short. I'm still sinful. I'm still chasing after the goal. But how? Do I do this because I depend on God? I depend on His grace. I depend on His love. I depend on the working of the Holy Spirit. If I haven't changed yet, it's not about me. I trust that the Holy Spirit is still changing me each and every day, little by little. Amen. It's He who's changing me. It's He who's changing me. And so when I fail to change, I can rest. That it's not my timing, it's His timing. He's the potter, I am the clay. That's how I access the power of God that I need each and every day. Amen? Amen. So it's like this. It's like a, a flower. Flowers have roots. And, uh, and the root is a source of water for the flower, right? Through its roots, the flower receives the water that it needs, the strength, the power, the nutrition that it needs. And so depending on God is the same. Depending on God is a source of many things for us, right? Through, through dependency on God, we receive peace, 
intimacy, faith, joy, growth, transformation, and holiness. When you're depending on God, it develops a, a greater intimacy with God. When you're dependent on God, it gives power to your faith, gives power to your joy. It, gives, it, it helps you to grow. It transforms us, helps us to walk in holiness. That's what Paul is speaking about. By the grace of God, depending on Him, by depending on Him. So, Let's learn. Amen. This is my, my prayer for you, Joyful City, all of our church family and friends. My hope, my prayer is that we will learn to depend on God more. Amen. More. Amen. More and more every day. Amen. More and more, just like Paul. More and more, not less and less, more and more in every situation and in every circumstance. May we depend on the Lord. Amen. Amen. Come on, because God has more for you. God has more power, hallelujah, more joy, more of His Spirit, more grace, more authority, more destiny than you can dream or imagine. And you will not be able to gain that, access that, or activate it through your own strength or through your own good works. It's only through depending on God. Amen? Somebody say more. Come on, God has more for you. I sense it right now. I actually want to prophesy. I want to declare by the Spirit of God in this very moment, somebody, somebody, to somebody God saying, you will not get what I have for you until you learn to depend on me. He's using this season. He's using this difficulty. He's withholding some things to teach you dependency. Because when you depend on Him, you let go of your strength, and all of His strength becomes your strength. Amen? Amen. 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 Oh, Hallelujah. So, I, I want to mention... I want to mention, you know, uh, the key, one of the most important keys to growing, growing your dependency on God. And that key is this, salvation. Salvation. We preached about this uh, the, the last week. The secret power of the Christian life is what? The joy of salvation. The joy of our salvation. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord will be your strength. It will be your power. And so the foundation of depending on God is this. Right? If you want to learn to depend on God every day in your everyday life, in your waking, in your sleeping, in your going to work, in just your everyday relationships, in your everyday life, then it starts with salvation. I would say it starts with salvation and it ends with salvations, right? The gospel is not just for salvation. The gospel is for life. We need this strength. We need this power every day for everything. Romans chapter 8, verse 32, it says, He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how, how will he not also, it's like in Korean, right? Right? How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Amen. All things. So if you ever worry, will God provide for me? Right? Is God going to forgive me? Right? If he gave you his son, of course. It's like by giving you his son, he's given you everything. If he was willing to give you his son, that means he's willing to give you anything and everything that you need. How will he not also along with him graciously? I love that too, right? Graciously, right? There's no hesitation. There's no like, hmm, there's no like going in. It's like, oh, I don't know if you really deserve it. No, graciously, right? Give us all things. And so it's like God is saying to us right now, 
if you can depend on me for salvation, then you can depend on me for everything. If you can depend on me for salvation, you can depend on me for everything else that you need in your life. And so our response for us, it's like this. If I can trust, if I can trust that he died for me, I can trust that he will provide for me. If I can trust him for salvation, I can trust him for provision. If I can trust that he gave himself for me, I can trust he will take care of me. If I can trust his salvation plan, I can trust his life plan. Amen? It starts with salvation. Dependency on God means that we are trusting that his grace is sufficient for us in everything. And so here's something practical for you to do. Meditate on your salvation every day. Every moment if you can, think about it. Rejoice in it, right? Praise God for it, right? Because when we do that, it unlocks a power for our whole lives. When we're feeling insecure about ourselves, when we're feeling insecure about the future, when we're worried, when we feel guilty, when we feel shame, when we feel lost, we come back to our salvation. So you can use your salvation as a weapon. Whenever I've been down, whenever I felt like attacked, I would go back to my salvation. I would say, but he saved me. But he died for me. He died for me. And if he died for me, of course he loves me. If he died for me, of course he's still for me and not against me. If he died for me, of course he'll lift me up. If he died for me, if he gave me his son, will he not also give me all other things? Amen? Amen. Amen. And so as we close, I want to... I want to highlight the fact that I really believe that it is this, this, this thing of dependency on God that separates the gospel from all other religions. I think it's this dependency on God that makes the gospel so different to, to religious teachings, whether within the Christian church or outside of the Christian church and other religions. Dependency on God makes all the difference. Let's read Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Can we start? the piano. Philippians 1 through 6, it says, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you, he will be the one to bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. He started it. Not you. (laughs) He started it. If you're in church today, you think, well, you know, my friend invited so I decided, no, no, no. It was God's sovereignty. It was God himself in a special, mysterious way who made it possible for you to be in church today, for you to listen to this live stream today, to listen to this live stream some other day, even if it's not live, you know. It's, if you're a Christian today, if you believe in Jesus today, it's all because of Him. He's the one who began a good work in you, and He will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. That means He won't stop until He's done. (laughs) Right? He won't stop until it's done. He won't stop changing you until you don't need any more change anymore. He won't stop when you fail. He won't stop when you give up. No, he's going to keep going until it's done. Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 through 13. Again, this is all Paul. He's being a witness. The Holy Spirit is in a special way writing the word of God through Paul here. He says, verse 12, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13, For it is God who works in you 
both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Both to will, will. Will is what? The desire, the decision making. So this is what's interesting. In the first part, he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And, and, and you begin to think, well, I guess, okay, I got my part. God has, has his part. And people preach like that. And, and the more I, I look at this scripture, the more I meditate, and the more I believe God speaks to me through it, I'm like, well, that's not really the case, is it? It's not really like I have my part. God has his part. What I realize, it says, the Bible says that God gives you the will. He's the one who gives you the will. So when you hear this message, when you hear that verse and it says, work out your own salvation and something in you says, yeah, I want that. When you give that yes, yes, Lord, I want to follow you. Yes, Lord, I want to work out my own salvation. Do you know where that yes comes from? It's not coming from you. It's coming from God. Amen. That yes to working out your salvation can't, comes from Jesus. It comes from God. He is the one who works in you both to will, to will, to desire, to decide, to say yes to God. It comes from God. And then when you walk it out and when you actually work on your own salvation with fear and trembling, you know what? That's still God working in you and through you, enabling you to do it. So, this is why when we talk about, oh, it's all about Jesus or it's all because of Jesus, right? It means dependency, right? It's all about Jesus. We're depending on him. It's all because of Jesus, right? So we can rest in him. Amen. Our souls can rest in him. It's all about him. It's all because of him. You know, one, one pastor said this, when you lean on God, you can take the pressure off yourself. Right? When you learn to depend on God, you can take the pressure off yourself. I mean, that's a really good sign for somebody who's not depending on God, right? And, and don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean that we don't depend on God ever. But there are moments, there are times in our life when the enemy will use situation, circumstance to slowly move us away from dependency on God to independency. You're not trying hard enough. You're not doing enough, right? And then you feel this pressure. You feel like, I need to try harder. You feel this heavy weight. And let me tell you, here's, the, here's, here's, here's a really good tip. When you start feeling that weight, it's a sign that you're growing in independence, not dependence. And you can just shift your mind and your heart to God and start depending on Him. Amen. He said, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. Religion gives that pressure. Religion gives that burden. Religious thinking, religious approaches to God. And so, in closing, I want to mention uh, something I found on the, uh, you know, as I was uh, preparing, I came across uh, a teaching that came from a different religion. It came from a different religion. And uh, the sad thing was that as I was reading this teaching, uh, it sounded a lot like uh, teaching within the Christian church that I've heard before. I was like, I've heard people preach this, uh, you know, in the church. I've heard people preach this, Christian pastors, Christian leaders. I've heard myself preach this, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and that's, that's, a, that's a bit of a red flag when Christian preaching and teaching sounds like all other religions. It means that we have lost what makes the gospel the gospel. 
what makes Jesus the only way. How can Jesus say, I am the only way, the only truth, the only life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Not through philosophy, not through Islam, not through Buddhism. No, only through me, Jesus says. Can you come to the Father? What? What is that about? It's about dependency. It's about Jesus being, it's about, it's all about Jesus. That's what it's about. It's all about Jesus. So here's what the teaching said. This is what she said, right? Talking about their God and again, uh, but it said this, God will help you if you have the right heart, right? And so you can say help or bless. God will bless you if you have the right heart. God will help you if you have pure motives. God will help you if you have a good attitude. God will help you if you are committed to him. If you are committed to him. And, uh, and like I said, if that's all we're preaching, if that's all we're teaching, again, as Christians, you know what? This is coming from a different religion, actually. A different religion that we believe is not the way to, to God. It's not the real way. It's not the real truth. And if we leave it there, then we are preaching a religious teaching. And so this is the gospel. This is the gospel. Religion says, God will help you if you have the right heart. The gospel says, Jesus will help you to have a right heart. Religion says, God will help you if you have pure motives. No, Jesus helps us to have pure motives. Religion says, God will help you only if you have a good attitude. No, Jesus helps us to have a good attitude. Hallelujah. Religion says God will help you if you are committed to Him. If you're committed to Him, if you're devoted to Him, then God will bless you, then God will help you. No, the gospel says this, Jesus will help you to be committed to Him. Jesus will help you to fall in love with Him. Jesus will help you to find Him, to know Him, to love Him. Hallelujah, it's all about Jesus. It's all because of Jesus. We can depend on him for everything. Amen? In my lowest, God is my hope. In my darkest, God is my light. In my weakest, God is my strength. In my most sinful, he's my forgiveness. In my lack of faith, he is faithful. In my failures, he is my grace. In my successes, he's the reason I succeed. In my blessings, he's the reason I am blessed. In my commitment to him, we love because He first loved us. I'm committed to Him only because He was first committed to me. Amen and amen. If you believe it, somebody say amen in the chat today. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer because God is about to do something new. Something.